0: Welcome back to today's episode of All About Dharma Radio Program. So, Bhai, you mentioned uh, military shower, uh, and uh, lot of our uh, lot of our listeners may not be familiar with
1: what that is. So, can you please describe uh, what that is? Yes, a, a military shower, uh, as the term implies. Uh, in the, battle, on the battlefield, water, of course, is a, a, a scarce commodity and um, a valuable resource. And so soldiers are, the military personnel are taught to conserve water. And one way they conserve water is to take military showers. So I'll tell you how I apply uh, a military shower to my own personal life. So when I get into the shower, uh, we have a valve where I can control the water flow. I know not all showers uh, allow this, but if you have a shower that allows you to control the flow of water, I turn it down to a low flow, and uh, the first thing I do is I wet my body completely, and I can do that within 30 seconds. I turn off the water, that's really important, turn off the water. Then I apply shampoo and soap, and I soak my body, while the water is turned off. There's no, no running water. Then I turn the water on again, low flow, and I wash everything off. And I do that within less than 60 seconds. Hmm. I've done it for, for decades now, so I have put it down to a fine art. I can, I can have running water for less than 90 seconds and, on low flow. It takes, it takes some attention, but if, if you play a game with yourself and you say, I'm going to use as little water as I can, it's amazing how you can reduce water usage in this way. Wonderful.
0: So very good ideas. Uh, I like both the military shower and the uh, what, uh, circulating pump for, for uh, not having water flow uh, while you're waiting it to warm up, as well as general conservation, even while brushing teeth and so on. So excellent ideas. If all of us or some of us follow these, uh, we, we could be way ahead. And the next uh, uh, resource that you wanted to talk about is the food, right? Uh, water and food. So we've talked about water. Now, can we talk about food?
1: Yes, I think there are two things uh, with regard to food. The first is um, we, we we waste an awful lot of food. Food is a valuable resource, and and as climate as climate change takes effect, food will can become uh, an even more valuable resource. We'll have to. We'll have to think about how we consume food. We waste a lot of food. So I think those of you who are parents should teach your children to eat everything that's on their plate. Anything that's served should be eaten, not wasted. So one thing to do is just pay attention. Don't waste food. Buy what you need and use what you purchase. The second thing is um, to consider a vegetarian diet. If you're an omnivore, consider a partial vegetarian diet, or total vegetarian diet, or maybe perhaps even a vegan diet. Why why is this so? Um, Currently, there's a great deal of consumption of meat, and so what we do is we take a large amount of grain and water to produce feed for our livestock. We have this intermediary step of feeding animals and then consuming animals. So there's an enormous amount of wastage having in this intermediary step, it's much better for us to consume vegetables and grains directly. Uh, and there's good data to show that there's this is a wasteful, inefficient way to use our resources. So it's both grain to feed the animals and water that we can save by adopting a vegetarian diet. I don't want to dictate what other people should eat, but I think um, if you're thinking about climate change, This is one thing that we can do in our personal lives. The other thing is that um, livestock, cattle in particular, uh, cattle emit a large amount of methane. Methane is even more efficient as a climate warmer, uh, as a warmer of the atmosphere than carbon dioxide. So we can reduce methane in the atmosphere by having less cattle on the planet. By consuming less cattle and by um, reducing the consumption of cattle everywhere in, in the world. So those are just two things, personal things that we can adopt to uh, sort of habits, the use of water, the use of food. But you can apply this to, when you think about it, you can apply it to everything. Very good. So uh, indeed,
0: uh, So this uh, not wasting food and teaching our children and grandchildren that from the very beginning and uh, try to be more vegetarian in our diets. Uh, I, I also see that there have been some programs that um, will uh, take uh, uh, leftover food from grocery stores and restaurants uh, or parties and uh, feed to the hungry. Um, and also when we go to parties, I've seen uh, people uh, grab more food than necessary on their plate and then throw away. We can be conscious about this and not do that, I suppose. But will changes in individual behavior, like you mentioned for both the resources, uh, namely water and food, make a difference to climate
1: change? That's a, that's a good point. Um, I think when you look at the, the enormous challenge we have, it's easy to sit back and say, you know, what, what 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 difference am I going to make if I change my habits? How can that affect climate change? But keep in mind that um, a lot of major social changes in this um, in, in this world have occurred um, as small organizations. So to take one example, if you think about uh, <clears throat> if you think about the movement to have independence in India, the independence movement in India, that started with a small group of people. And when Gandhiji came on board and led this movement, uh, and lent, lent fire and spirit to the movement, it grew and grew and grew, and then became a pan-India movement. Millions of people were involved in, uh, in seeking freedom for India. So look at that, a small movement that grew into a countrywide movement. If you think about the uh, Martin Luther King in the United States, the same principle applies. So uh, a a single individual can sometimes make major changes and actually if you think about uh, technological advances recently with regard to climate change, someone like Elon Musk who transformed our view of how to use automobiles from gas guzzling automobiles to EVs and the work is done on developing batteries to store solar energy. Here's one individual who has ideas to transform the world. So I think each of us can do something. And when we band together, we can form larger and larger groups. And that is why I said earlier, talk to friends, talk to your family, talk to members of your temple, and we can have multiple groups all over the world coalesce and we can have a worldwide movement. Now why is this important because as I said at the at the outset of this conversation we have to have governments and corporations involved in climate change governments are run by people corporations are run by people they're like us they're no different they may think about their duties a little differently they may have more a, a dharma than dharma but they too can be changed And so if we have this massive movement of people a groundswell of of uh, activity towards combating climate change, we can persuade governments to change their policies and we can persuade large corporations, multinational corporations, to treat the environment with respect.
0: Very good. So uh, it's a wonderful conversation telling us how leading a life guided by Dharma can help mitigate climate change. But I may add a few minor points of my own. Each time we use a disposable plastic water bottle whether on travel or at a bhajan group meeting or at a temple Mahaprasad, let us think if we could have avoided that uh, use of plastic water bottle by carrying our own refillable bottle of water. Each time we grab a latte from a cafe, could we avoid the use of yet another paper or plastic cup by carrying our own refillable cup? And if not that, can we at least reuse the sleeve that is used often on the uh, cups um, that we had used in, a day earlier? Uh, so there are many, uh, when we uh, go to a party, grab some napkins. If one napkin will do, don't pick up five. Uh, so these minor things could help. So can we then summarize, uh, Mahindra Bhai, what, uh, what we have been discussing so far?
1: So, uh... Dharma, if we use Dharma to mean right living, I think we should pay attention to the way we conduct our lives um, with regard to the environment. Uh, I've talked about, we've talked about the use of water, the use of food. But think about all the ways in which you can change your life and in the ways in which you can influence the people around you. Let's think about individual action as a way of growing from individual action to group action to worldwide action in a cooperative way to deal with uh, this major challenge that we have, uh, climate change. So there's a very direct link, as I see it, uh, between Dharma and climate change in our individual lives. And it applies to not just us individually, but Dharma applies to communities and to larger groups of people as well to governments, and to corporations. So,
0: Mahindrabhai, thanks very much for this wonderful lesson on how we can change our behavior in the use of natural resources to help reverse the effects of climate change. I'd like to remind our listeners that we will have a live talk titled Eco Dharma by Dr. Prakash Bhave on March 27, 2022, at 2 p.m. in Classrooms 1 and 2 in... Uh, Hindu Society of North Carolina Learning Center. It will also be possible to watch it remotely on Zoom. Please join us for that. And thank you for this uh, episode, Mahindrubhai. Thank you. It's my pleasure.